Hey, you're listening to Head Over Heels, a podcast where we have real, honest, and unfiltered conversations about life and everything else in between. It's me, Maggie. It is our second last episode of the season, guys. I know, can't believe this season is coming to an end, but today I've got some good stuff for you. We are going to talk about love with our guest who flew in all the way from sunny Singapore. He is a global singer-songwriter who has made waves around the world. Lullaboy, with over 45 million streams under his belt. His songs have pulled at our heartstrings. And today, we will uncover the mastermind behind the musician that is Lullaboy. Let's go. Welcome back to a brand new episode. Today, we've got a friend from, what do you call it? Across the border, Mm -hmm. Singapore. Guys, give it up to Bernard Dinata. What's up? Oh yeah. Or you may know him better as Lullaboy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Bernard or Bernard, before we start, just want to make it clear. That's a great question. Um, It's gotten me uh, into a lot of drama before. Because in Singapore, people call me Bernard. And I was like, that's not, that's not how they used to call me when I was in America. Cause that's where I was born. Right. So in the US it's Bernard. Bernard. And then, but you know what, whatever you want to call me, you can call me. No, it sounds better Bernard. Like, you know, I think I'll stick to Bernard. Yeah. Okay, Bernard. I was, I was telling them just now that it's like, I feel like it's like an old man's name and it's mm. in the US there's like Bernie Sanders. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, so like, where are the cool people who are named Bernard and I have it's, to he, he's to. sitting next to me. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> thank you, thank you. Anyway, so guys, to those of you who are listening, right? Lala Boy, he literally just arrived in KL, mm-hmm. fresh from the airport. And he is here like an hour after you landed. Yeah, no, like directly. Oh we my just, gosh. I landed, got a grab, brought my luggage over here <laughs> yes. in the studio. And your instrument, is that a guitar? Yeah, my guitar. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for making time. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having me. It's such no, a pleasure. You know, no. I always see this place like online. Yeah. And you never get to see what's on the other side. So yeah, it's so a special feeling. Amazing. And and we would love to get to know you. I think this, I mean, your song has, has been on repeat on the radio, on my Spotify. And very recently, I just want to say congratulations on being Singapore's top five local artists of the year, 2023. Oh my uh, gosh. How, how did that make you feel? Um, it's, it's surreal. Yeah. Because I, I remember when I was like, I kind of grew up as a foreigner, I guess, in Singapore. Mm. And, you know, coming from America, I talked like this. And I went to a local school and then people were like, why do you talk like that? <laughs> and it just, it took me a long time to kind of find my place. And yeah. I was always wondering, will I ever be able to be accepted by the music industry you know, right. in Singapore? And mm. um, after all these years, somehow things just finally clicked. And now I get to represent the country that I love yeah. so much. And, and yeah, I'm really thankful. Amazing, amazing. We do have quite a lot of Singapore listeners, Singaporean listeners. Nice. So I'm sure you guys know who Lullaboy is, but to those of you who may not know, like you're you're hearing his name for the first time, but I promise you, you may have actually heard his songs before. But before we get into his music, Bernard, could you tell us a little bit about your background? I think I do this with all my guests. I mm. feel like to know you now, we need to know you before you became Lullaboy, mm-hmm. right? And you mentioned before, just now, that you're not actually from Singapore, but your name doesn't sound Singaporean, yeah. neither does it sound American. So where are right. you from? Uh, so my family is from Indonesia. Okay. We're Indonesian Chinese. Ah. And 
we, I guess I was born in LA. Right. And I spent like the first six years of my life over there. And uh, one day my family just uprooted me from everything that I knew and we all moved to Singapore. So I've been in Singapore for, from like first grade, primary one, all the way until I did the army. And wow. yeah, yeah. So. so technically you're Singaporean. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Currently still a PR, but Wait, um, hopefully. Soon. PR also have to go army. Uh? It, they gave me a choice. Like if I wanted to maintain the, wow. the PR status, I would have to do it. But I'm super glad that I did. Yeah. How was yeah. the experience like? It was, um, it really shaped the course of my life. Some people, like I've heard different people have different reactions to uh-huh. like, their time in the army. Yeah. But for me, I was in the music department. What? Yeah. So before that, I was just playing in school, playing in Aww. church. And, and I was almost like a hobby musician. You know? Yeah, yeah. But because of the army, I was doing music every single day for two years. No way. And that led me to be like, okay, this is what I want for the rest of my life. I didn't know you have music department in army. Yeah, a lot of people are quite shocked about that. Um, but we... How does that work? Yeah. So you play music for the... For everyone every day? Like, sorry, I'm sorry if this sounds like a stupid question, but I think you need no, to break it down. No, it's a great question. You need yeah. to break it down for us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we, we did uh, music for like all of the recruits when they're done with their basic training wow. and they all just want to party and they just want to have oh a nice time. So they would call us in and we would give them this big concert. What? Yeah. And it would be lit. Those, those <laughs> bald recruits, they're so lit. And wow. I can say that because I was bald once too. Because, because of, <laughs> um, yeah, so I did the training for like yeah. three months and then we moved on to becoming like performers and entertainers. And whenever there's like government events or like national stuff, yeah. they would also call us to, to do. Hey, this is so awesome. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is something for everyone because I think not everyone is into the physical aspects of being in an army. Yeah. But do you still have to go through it too? I did for a while. Um, uh-huh. But... Huge respect to all those people who can just like yeah. basically live in the jungle and do their thing, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, wow, I, all my uh, Res- respect to them. So you technically yeah. didn't have to do that because you're, you're- Only for a little bit, right. yeah, for so three I'm- months. But some people have to do it for two years. Yes. And, yeah, so I, wow. somehow everything works out and, and I was in the right place. No yeah. wonder they say Singaporean men make different. Hey. What? <laughs> I've anyway. never heard that before, but I- I just made it up. <laughs> Anyway, okay, I think we're going to have to dive deep into all the things that you do. I don't know where to start, but let's start with your childhood. Ooh. I'm going to go deep, okay? She said it with such an ominous uh, (laughs) nature, but okay, yes. (laughs) Yeah, what, what was your childhood like and what is young Bernard like? Um... I think I grew up with so many different cultures. Mm-hmm. It was America, which already has like a ton of cultures, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was in an Indonesian family, but we also kind of spoke Chinese in the house too. And and then growing up in Singapore. So I was just like always going through this wave and just seeing where life would take me. And it was it was kind of hard to find my identity, like who I was. Yeah. Um, but that's where music came in because music is just, it was a way for me to express how I felt mm-hmm. and to connect with other people who like the same kind of music too. Mm-hmm. So I started off as a music lover before I became a musician myself. And it's, um, 
yeah, ever since I was like 13, when I got my heart broken for the first time, I'm not going to call you out. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was a way for, for me to just feel like everything's going to be okay. Yeah. That was like your outlet, like your safe space. Yeah. Safe yeah. Right? Definitely too young to get in Heart a relationship broken. or anything. Yeah. 13 years old. Are you kidding Don't worry. Me? Mine's 14. It's not that oh. far off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And, okay. And ever since then, um, yeah, I've always been close with my family. Mm-hmm. We've, we've always been like a tight knit community. It's just me and my brother um, and my parents in our immediate, but then we have a gigantic like external family. Mm. Um, and yeah, family has always been important to me. Mm-hmm. Friends. Uh, I grew up in, in church as well. That's where I kind of learned to play all the instruments and yeah. So I, I you're w- on a worship team. I, I was, I, I was, yeah. yeah, I still am actually. Still am. Not a lot of people know, but Wow. But uh, yeah, I, I still am. And it helps keep me grounded. I mean, that's so awesome. Um, I'm a Christian myself too. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a lot of friends who are on the worship team who are also performers and actual artists in real life. Really? It's like actually still keeping grounded, still serving God and not forgetting where you come from. I think that's so wow. important. Yeah, I would love to meet them because yeah. uh, I I thought I'm one of few and I'm like, who not can a I lot, talk la, to Not a lot, not a lot. Right? It's yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. I guess there only are a few. Um you guys are the special ones. I, I got to find them and, and Yeah. I'm talk so to sure them. they are people like that. So if you're one of them or if you know someone like them, hit me up. We'll yeah, form hit a him community. up. Uh, boy <laughs> on Instagram. And speaking of music, I think you've got a very, very interesting background that we need to talk about. You've ooh. got your degree in Berkeley, which ah, is ooh, insane. She's done her uh, digging. Oh, yeah. Of course. See? Big deal. Big deal. I don't know if you guys heard that sound effect outside, but <laughs> someone just slammed the door, <laughs> affirming that Berkeley is a freaking huge deal. <laughs> but don't worry, we've got something else to top this later. But yeah, mm. how was pursuing a degree in Berkeley? Like, I think there's a dream for a lot of, it, it's a dream for a lot of people. Yeah, it, it, I didn't know that I wanted to go there at first. Yeah. I was still like trying to discover uh, who, like what I wanted in life. Mm. And um. Because of that, I never opened my like kind of like audition time schedule because huh. I was like scared and I never wanted, didn't want to do it. I was like a bit wishy-washy. Uh-huh. And when I opened it, uh-huh. I realized that I was one day late. Oh my god! And the audition was like 10 minutes from my house. Wait a second. So to audition to get into Berkeley. Yeah. They have auditions all around the world and Hi. they were having one in Singapore um, and I had missed it. Oh my and god. in that moment, I, I felt my heart's like just like sink. And that's how I knew, oh shoot, uh, I think this is the school for me. Oh, Because you don't really know what you got till it's gone, right? And so um, I was like panicking, but but I found the next place to audition, which happened to be in London. Don't, you flew all the way. I flew just to do it, just to do it, yes. Um, But it was a nice trip. It was a nice- Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, London's amazing. Always Uh, nice. And- it was also, I, I wonder if it played to my favor because I was the only Asian boy there. Right. So you stood out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Thoughts Even planned. before opening my mouth. Um, <laughs> but, but it went well. And, and I'm thankful I got through and that, that set like the next four years of my life. Whoa. Uh, so I moved to Boston where Berkeley is. Yes. 
from hot, hot Singapore to icy, cold, snowy yeah. Boston and living by myself for the first time, learning how to wash dishes. <laughs> uh, just kidding. We use dishwashers in America. Um, and yeah, do laundry and just like learn how to be be by myself. And that was really interesting. And Amazing. The school itself was, was a really special place uh -huh. where everybody likes the same thing. We're yeah. all pursuing something similar together. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I met so many good people there that have helped define who I am today. So do you think these people or your journey in Berkeley shaped your music that you're doing today? They did because we have to learn so many different genres and just oh. explore and analyze. Um, and I think it helped make me a more all like well-rounded mm -hmm. musician. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, you, you really don't have to go to music school in order to pursue a, a life of music. I think nowadays everything's online. You know, you just need to type and you can learn everything. Mm -hmm. But what was really special about Berkeley was the community and the mm. friends. I learned a lot from my friends. Mm. And what else do you learn? Like what kind of genre is not for you that you try like, oh, this is not for me. Uh, classical. Oh, yeah. really? Classical is so hard. Oh man, I, I should have continued those piano lessons when I was a kid, <laughs> but I begged my mom to force me to like, let me quit. Um, and yeah, that was a mistake because when I got to Berkeley, I was like falling behind because I'm like a pop guy. And, right. And uh, I was I was one of the few who was kind of like against the grain. And I, I started this like pop community with, with okay. my friends. Right. And we helped with that pop billboard, Hot 100 Club. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, so classical, not for me. <laughs> yeah. well, do you need to learn all musical instruments to be to get into Berkeley? No, you no, just no, no. need you just need to audition with one. Right. Um, and for me, I auditioned with voice. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, it's like the easiest instrument, right? Mm. Um, but, but not everyone has it. Oh. You know uh, what I mean? People were amazing. I think the number one was, uh, there was a lot of guitarists, wow. drummers, mm. um, pianists, and, and of course, like singers. But yeah, yeah everybody was focused on one thing yeah. and also willing to learn other things too. Amazing. Um, I have to talk about this because I was told that you interned in YG Entertainment. Yeah. <gasps> what? Guys, yeah. for context, those of you who don't know what YG Entertainment is, um, they are a record label in South Korea that basically founded, created Blackpink, mm. Big Bang, mm. 21. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I see I, you like the classics. Okay. I, I, yes. I mean, I, I quite like Blackpink. I think they're so cool. Uh, Jenny, Lisa is cool. But like, I've never been into K-pop until recently because I was in radio. Yes, that was I when, know. you know, they first planted the seeds. I kept playing their songs over and over again and I started like singing along to it and I actually enjoy it. Oh. So anyway... Tell me, who was, what was the experience like interning in YG? How did that happen from Berkeley to YG? I mean, you got to walk us through that. Yeah, it, it was, um, I think it was my second year of school. It, it was in 2018. Um, and I just, I had this opportunity because I, I knew somebody and, and they were like, hey, give me your music. I have a chance to kind of show this to, to YG. And at that moment, I had a, this thumb drive. And in that thumb drive was like all the music. And this was like my only shot. Um, just so to all the musicians, please have like your music at hand because you never know what kind of doors could open. And um, YG received that file and they were like, okay, we would love to like have him 
um, as an intern. So I packed my stuff. I took a break from school for like one semester and I went to Korea alone again, completely new, another new place. Um, and I, I was studying Korean in the morning and then in the afternoon I would go to the office and I would do my internship. Yeah. So can you speak Korean now? I completely forgot. Um, yeah, I, I was really good at one point of time. Uh, I could survive and like Im impress all the old ladies. And, uh, but, but yeah, now it's like, if you don't practice, you kind of like, it slips from your mind. I mean, not even a short sentence. Uh, what, what can you- How do you say Well, what does it mean? You can? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I want to say tampo, but that's Hokkien. <laughs> no. Okay, so like, what was the experience like interning there? And like, at the time, which group was the most active? Um, that was, I remember when I was interning, that was when Dudu uh, Dudu came out, oh, you know? Doo -doo -doo -doo. And they were like, boom, like topping the charts. Yeah. So um, it was... Yeah, it was such a crazy, crazy experience. I think I learned so much from being there. Um, I learned about what it takes to make those stars, you know? And it's just, it takes a whole team, mm -hmm. constant hard work, perseverance, and just, uh, I guess, belief and, and a, a good company. Yeah. Um, I, I learned about the behind the scenes stuff, mm -hmm. even all the way down to merch and, even like promotion, like advertising. How do you sell a song? Yeah. And sell the artist. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, it, this is, it's more than I thought, you know, music yeah. is, is a really big picture thing. Mm -hmm. As much as we want to think that it's, it's just about making a song and putting it out. Like there's so much more that goes into it. And I think that prepared me mentally about for what was going to happen next. Right. I can only imagine. I think you had such a great foundation to, to start your own music, right? Yeah, long way to go to, uh, I, I still look at them for inspiration. Mm -hmm. I wanna be like those those artists from YG, yeah. those producers, but yeah. Um, yeah, I have something to strive for now. I mean, I love it. I mean, having a goal in life is so important. That keeps you going and helps you have a direction in life. And I yeah. think that's so important because a lot of people tend to feel lost at many junctures of their life, but having, a goal that you really strive towards just keeps you grounded, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's time to talk about your songs. Your oh. I have been playing them on repeat on my drive home, <laughs> to work, to the gym. Wow. I love it. I may have contributed many streams to all the million streams you're currently oh, having. Can I just so shout thank out you, to you? Like, you. like um, just tell you guys a bit of context. Someone like you, mm has more than 35 million streams on Spotify. Life With You, which is your latest. Yes. More than 3 million. We're talking about millions. And then Shortcut to Heaven, which was your debut. More than 13 million. Crazy. How does it feel? Crazy. From your YouTube covers back in the yeah, days to yeah. this. Oh man. Like, uh, I remember having 30 subscribers on YouTube and, mm. and I was so happy. Yeah. Um, just being able to share my music and having people listen, it was yeah. it was a big deal for me. And it still is till this day. I always look back and remember those times. Um, but yeah, I'm honored, I'm, I'm blessed. It's something that has always been a dream. Yeah. And now I get to kind of live that dream every day. So I'm thankful. I love that. Can we talk about one of your songs? Um, maybe someone like you first? Sure. Because the latest one is the sequel to that, yes, right? Yes, yes. Um, 
I couldn't stop listening to it. The lyrics, oh my god, it hits so hard. I think I need to, I need to say it out. I think a uh, part of the lyric was, I could never understand how someone like you would love somebody like me. Ugh. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> eh. oh. ah, And then, and then this other lyric says, I don't know why you put me first. Introduced me to my worth. Showed me how to love myself, made me feel like there's somebody else. I'm gonna cry, but oh, can man. you break it down for Did us? Did I write that? Uh, I know who who wrote that. <laughs> who is that guy? I want to meet him. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> it, it was in Boston in in a bedroom, and wow. I was just uh, yeah trying to just be honest. And it's just a guitar, mm-hmm. um, a voice, and sometimes those that's what makes like the most raw songs. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't expect it to do so well. It, it was never something that was on the top of my mind. Like, right. oh, let's write a hit. It's yeah. just like, let's just write a song that, that means something to me and hopefully means something to other people as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a love song. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you heartbroken at a time? No, no. I, <laughs> I, I was in love. Yeah. Ooh. But it's, it was a form of love that, I feel like not a lot of people talk about, which is like, you're so happy in a relationship, but at the same time, there's a little bit of fear because something could go wrong. And it's almost like, what do I do to deserve someone like you? And there's like happiness and sadness at the same time. And I wonder if that's what people vibe with when it comes to that song. I think the beauty about your songs really is the fact that you speak all our minds. Mm. You speak exactly how we feel Almost on the daily, but nobody really talks about it. Mm. But you put it into such a beautiful song, the melody. I'm like, ah. oh gosh. Anyways, like wow. one of my favorite songs. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, overdo it, overdo it. I really so love it. I really oh, do. I really do. I'm wow. like into love songs lately. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's a genre that can never go old. Right, like, a universal, a, timeless thing. Everybody goes through love at some point of their lives. So who is this person that inspired this song? Uh, yeah, it's, it's the same person I'm still with. Uh, it's, it's my fiance and, um, she was secret for a long time. And then this year, you know, after releasing the sequel to someone like you, because that's like my proposal song. So I was like, you know, there's, why am I like hiding this? Like, I need to tell people the truth because that's what I'm about. That's what my music's about. So it wouldn't feel right if I, if I don't talk about this. For sure. Um, and she was happy to um, be talked about as well, even though she she's like a shy person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now everybody knows and um, we're <coughs> still happily together. And she's been a lot of the inspiration for a lot of the songs that I write. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank um, you so much. I know. Like, so someone like you was the first one. This, the sequel is Life With You. Yeah. And you recently also released an acoustic version yes. with Risa, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still not over the first one, someone like you, but <laughs> like, let's talk about the sequel. So at what point did you realize that you needed a sequel and it has to be, it, is, it was going to be your proposal song? Like, like how did that come about? Well, uh, it was just a natural process of things. I think love grows yeah. and relationships grow. Yeah. Um, I realized that being worried and scared and insecure um, about, am I good enough for you? You know, that kind of thing. It, it's a waste of time and it's a waste of life. Um, and 
what's most important is we all only have one life to live. So might as well just dive in and not be scared and just get ready to live the rest of your life with that person that makes you happy. So that's how life with you came about. It's like shedding the insecurities. Yeah. Are you a hopeless romantic? Yeah, I'm, I am a hopeless <laughs> romantic, but things have been going well. And, and so I've kind of shifted that and changed it to hopeful romantic. Oh, um, I love that. And I hope that everybody is the same too. You know, yeah. I, I want to convert all the hopeless romantics to become more hopeful. Speaking of which, well, I heard this conversation while we were not rolling the camera uh -huh. that you also flew in all the way to KL to help some people propose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can we, can we like get into that before we get into your proposal? Like, uh -huh. are you nervous? Like what's going to happen? Yeah, I'm quite nervous. We can talk yeah. about it only because this will be aired after it happens. Yeah. So it's happening tomorrow. Ooh. Um, one of the reasons why I'm flying to Malaysia is to to do this. Where Amazing. Um, I'm like surprising a couple and helping them propose. And, and I've never done it before. So you're using your proposal song for their proposal? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to be like doing like a surprise performance wow. for them. And, and the craziest thing is I just heard today uh -huh. that it's the girl per proposing to the guy. What? Yeah. No so way. I'm like, whoa, how is this going to turn out? This oh is God. really interesting. And it's, so cool. it's, like, it's like a movie right now. I, just, I don't know what's going to happen next. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, need to, I need to find out. Please update me. We will take a lot of videos and Please show do. the behind the scenes. Please do. So the girl is... Okay. So you're a guy and you propose to your fiance, right? Yes. But what are your thoughts about the woman proposing first? The, 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 your other half proposing first? Would you have been okay or would it bruise your ego? Be honest with me. <laughs> Don't give me PR answers, okay? Um, <laughs> it, it, would, it would bruise my ego so badly because I'm the kind of guy who would plan it for so long. <sighs> and imagine if I'm planning the proposal for like a year and then she gets there first. <laughs> oh my, I don't even know how I would feel. Um, so I'm really praying that this guy just know. has no clue, hasn't begun planning, <laughs> but knows that he wants to marry her. Okay. And and yeah, I, I think it's it's really, really uh, brave of her to be yeah. doing this. She's kind of like going against what the norms, you know, exactly. are. Um, no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't think I've seen any, not too many lah. Like I've seen viral videos, but once in a while, but it's not quite a norm for the woman to propose right. first. Right. Nobody that I know in my personal no, life, for sure. same here. And sometimes I wonder, I mean, my friends do ask me this. Hey, Maggie, you okay if you propose first? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know what to say because as a woman, I also want to be proposed to. Uh -huh, yeah. Like I want the guy to be kneeling down in front of me and <laughs> yeah. I say yes, but do I want to kneel? I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. I don't know if it's a society thing mm. or I think innately women just like to be taken care of, right. I guess. Yes, yes. What about the ring, for example? Um, I'm curious like did she go and size the ring herself oh. and like how does it work you know maybe she doesn't actually have a ring yet maybe it's like a toy ring and maybe that, that would be go. super romantic yeah i think That's it's so sweet. cool like i don't know i don't need i mean personally i i don't need a diamond ring uh i think the marriage is more important than than the wedding itself the wedding is a day to celebrate sure but i want to celebrate every day with this person I, wow. I don't need a, an extravagant... I'm not married yet, by the way. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, like, ideal, right? Ideally, growing up, I've always wanted a very grand 
proposal, wedding. Yes, the it's a fairy tale. Fairy tale. Mm-hmm. I think every girl's dream, right? But the older I am, the more relationship I experience, I realize that the relationship itself is more important, not what we show others. So true. Know, right? So true. And yeah. But the thing is, like these days with social media, people like to flaunt. The bigger, the better. The more, the better. Yeah, especially you see all of these celebrities and stuff. They oh, yeah. have like the most grandest weddings. But, you know, I just want to go and elope in a random island oh. and just get married on the beach. Something really simple. Uh, oh my gosh. But at the same time, I, I do want to be able to give that fairy tale. For her. Uh, yeah, yeah, for her. I think that's absolutely beautiful. So can you talk to us about your proposal? Uh-huh. How did it happen? How do you feel? Uh, did she know? Did she see it coming? Sorry, so many she, questions. Okay. <laughs> she she didn't see it coming until the actual day itself. <laughs> okay. Uh, and this is a really crazy story, yeah. um, which I've kind of wiped from my memory because it's so crazy. But Do you mind relieving it for us? Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it, shall we? Um, so I had kind of like booked out this restaurant okay. in this like outdoor patio and okay. it's by the water. Okay. Um, and we're still in Singapore. We're still in Singapore, okay. yes. Okay, Singapore. And I had my friends kind of like set up hiding in the corners. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had my guitar hiding behind the wall. Okay. And this was my friend's restaurant. So we, we had time and yeah. we had space. And I'm, I'm really thankful for her. Shout out, Amelia. Shout out, Amelia. Um, and w- my girlfriend at the time, her phone was on the table and it was facing up, right? <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, but yes. And I'm already nervous. We're already like, it's it's getting to dessert, you know, and dessert is is the moment, right? Okay. Um, and her phone lights up and it's a message from her mom. Yeah, yeah. And just two days before, I had I had shown her mom a picture of the ring. We so asked for Bessie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, rather late, two days before the actual <laughs> <Yeah>. proposal. <laughs> um, but, you know, she, I showed her the ring. I, I asked and she said, she said, okay. But she had the picture, right? Oh my God. And. <laughs> this is like, my heart is dropping. Okay. Oh man. And and uh, I saw my, my girlfriend like open the phone and she looked at it and she put it down a lot faster than she normally would. And I'm like, okay. This is bad. This is really, really bad. But you have no um, idea what it was at the time. I only knew it was a message from her mom because I saw the name kind of pop up. Okay. And I looked in her eyes and I I can read her already. We've been together so, so long, long that I know that something is up. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, I looked at her. I'm like, don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, it turns out um, the mom had sent her the picture of the ring. No! <laughs> no! Okay, um, okay. And said, wow, it's very nice. Yeah, it's, <gasps> it's a very big, nice. And, and then she had to reply to her mom, mom, I don't think you were supposed to tell me. Aww. And then the mom was like, oh, I'm sorry. Please don't tell him. <laughs> oh, man. So it's like a in- surprise inception. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. And then? But, oh my gosh. But it's okay. Uh, yeah. She she mentioned to me that she didn't take a good look at the ring. Okay, she picture. just knew. Okay. <laughs> Don't know if that's true till this day. Uh, but yeah, she 
thankfully, like after that, I, I whip out my guitar. I just, I'm like, okay, we're going to do this right now. I might as well do it now. <laughs> Don't need to wait for the yeah, finish. <laughs> yeah. And I, I sing her um, this song, Life With You. And um, after that, the ring is behind the guitar, like stuck with a piece of glue. And, oh. and I just do it. And thankfully she says yes. Oh, I mean, there is a happy ending to it. Yeah, yeah. But that was so crazy. My heart dropped multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So the, the rule of, I mean, what the learning lessons here is. Don't. Uh, tell them to not say anything yeah. until we say something. Yeah. Right? I think that's the move. Yeah, yeah, I think don't just tell them, but okay, by the way, do not say a word until you hear from us. Right. Better safe than sorry. That's, right. that's the lesson. Yeah, but yeah. I think they are also just excited. Like yeah. the parents. So I think it's nobody's fault. And that's why I'm really thankful as yeah. well. Because um, just being able to, to get um, our mom's blessing, yeah. it wasn't something that came easy. Oh. Because she's from a traditional Chinese family. Yeah. Although she's from America, it's like ABC and she still has the, those traditions. Um, and at first her mom was, was kind of having a rough time that, I was a musician. I she it. wants me to be what? Yeah, a businessman, oh, yeah. lawyer, uh -huh. doctor. doctor. Uh -huh. and, um, and it took me a long time to- to Convince her? Convince her, but also show her that, hey, like I'm actually doing all right. You know, yeah. like um, this, is, this is my passion. This is my life. And I can make a living from doing this and I can make her happy, hopefully. Um, and just getting her blessing and seeing her excited, that, that was enough for me. Yeah, I think the fact that she was so excited to talk to her daughter and like, yeah. oh, the ring's so nice. I think yeah. it's cute, you so know? So I wasn't mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in retrospect, I think it's all part of the experience. I think it's cute. I think it's so cute. Mm -hmm. Oh, so nice. So what? what's your like dream? Like what do you, what kind of proposal do you want? Do oh my you gosh. want it to be something that is <laughs> uh, in public, in private? Funny story. I think I used to dream about a... What was the word where people randomly start dancing? <laughs> uh, <flash mob. laughs> By the way, it's no longer a dream. But I think when I was 18, yeah. so I followed this guy. I don't know if you know Justin Baldoni. Sounds familiar. Ah, if you guys know who he is, he did a flash mob proposal and it was at the time like a thing, lah, huh? And then he broke into Bruno Mars song, what, what Marry Me song, and then it was so cute. And so at the time, I'm like, oh my God, I want my wedding to, be, I mean, my proposal to be like that. But like now at this age and at this time, no, please don't flash mob. <laughs> please don't flash mob me. I think that's not my style anymore. Uh, but no, I, I don't have, I have not thought about it. Mm, okay. I, I think the flash mob would still work. Really? Um, I think deep so down- So embarrassing. I feel like there's a couple of percent, <laughs> like 10% in her that still wants that flash mob, you know? He see it through me. But no, I think that was something that, a funny thing that I used to have. He released doves and everything. Like wow. it was a whole spectacle. Guys, you need to go watch it. I think it was very viral at one point. Justin Baldoni's proposal to his wife. He even like, because he's a director slash actor. Uh -huh. So he even had like, a whole movie made out of the proposal. Like he's part of the proposal and the movie that she is watching. So by the time she reaches the end of the proposal video, he arrives at the cafe with her or something like that. Do you guys notice how well she knows the details? <laughs> she knows. She no. knows his name. She knows what happened. Okay. The hints really, are out. I was very into it. But anyway, like I think at the moment, no, I don't have an answer to that question. Mm. 
Um, I think uh, perhaps ideally, actually, I just want at least recorded. Do you have it recorded, your one? I do. Ah, I think a lot of women these days they like it recorded ah, because for me, I feel like visual is very important. You can watch it back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So please record. <laughs> 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 However, it could be intimate. Like, I think intimate, just one on one, is fine. But I think what I know I want is to have it recorded. Okay. Mm, I, I like think that's this. important. So down to earth, like no, not But no need of- high production can be like a hidden camera, GoPro somewhere. I think as long as that, that the, the emotion is captured, I think that's something I want to keep forever. Even if it's blurry from far, but like the emotion, I think it's so important. Wow. I, I can't wait to, uh, to see I, what you happens. Wait, you wait it? longer. La. Wait for your oh. wedding first. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it feels like going to the gym and feel completely clueless and intimidated. I was once there. That's why I started Motion Lab. We're a fitness studio that focuses on small group classes and personal training. Our goal is simple, to help you move better so you can live better. Start your first class for only 49 ringgit today. For more info, go to www.motionlab.live or check us out on IG at MotionLabMY. It's MotionLabMY. Proposals aside, before you propose, you got to know if the person is the one. Mm. How do you know she's the one? I've never experienced it before. So I'm asking you because clearly wow. you found the one. But you you seem like a person who loves love. I do. Head over heels. I no? know. I do. I really love love. Mm. I love love. So yeah, I think um, it is a feeling that I feel like up till today. I don't want to say I'm seeking for it. Like I, I wonder about it. Mm-hmm. How does it feel like meeting the one? Wow. What um, was it like for you? I think I... Found out in a very strange way. Okay. So things were just going really well musically, you know, and I had the opportunity to travel the world and just have all of these amazing experiences. Um, for example, I would go to, actually, I found it out in Thailand because Thai food is amazing, right? <laughs> yes. And um, they had this whole banquet, this whole spread for me. And, and when I was supposed to be so happy, I was sad Mm. and I realized I was sad because she wasn't there to experience it as well. And it's crazy. I, nobody has ever told me this before. So I don't know if this is good advice to tell other people. I mean, it's Um, your experience. Yeah. uh, But when you, when you can no longer be happy without the other person, it's uh, I think it's uh, an indicator. Yeah. Like you, Okay, I'm trying to digest that. Let's process that a little bit. It's weird because you're yeah. you're not supposed to rely. Yeah, you're not supposed to rely on somebody else, and it's all about loving yourself and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, but yeah, I I didn't want to experience happy moments without her, and yeah, without her, and I wanted her to experience those things too, and so that's when I I realized like, okay, it's time to lock it down. It's time to bring her and our long distance relationship. Yeah. Wait, and so wh- where is she based? She was in the States. She was in LA. Oh. And I was like touring all around Asia. And um, I I just wanted her with me. I was like, life is short. Okay. Why should we be spending um, yeah, time apart? So is she in Singapore now? Yeah, I've managed to import her. Yay! Um, and it's, yeah, uh, let's let's see what happens. You never know where life takes you. Like, Mr. Lullaboy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lullaby. Lullaby! Yes. Oh! 
<laughs> you even got a name for her. Yeah. <laughs> no way. I didn't know you guys were in a long distance relationship. Mm. What is that like? Because I'm asking because um, I get a lot of listeners writing in, asking for advice on, you know, how do you maintain a long distance relationship? Because at some point it does get hard and yeah. it gets difficult because you guys are so far apart. You don't have that physical touch to physical intimacy and you really just rely on text, on words, on FaceTiming, which is just not the same. So yeah. how did you, how did you get past that? It's really hard. I don't know how our grandparents did it. Oh, it's just mind boggling to me how they can just write letters to each other like <laughs> yeah. once a month. That's, yeah. that's unbelievable. Um, but I think one thing that really helps is having the same morals and being in the same phase of life. Mm -hmm. So for example, if I was in Singapore and she's in America and she's just in love with partying every day and I'm just at home, um, I would feel that kind of disconnect and I would be worried and just, uh, feel like we're in different phases in our life. But thankfully for me too, like I'm not, I'm not like a huge like party person, you know? Um, and so we never really uh, made each other jealous. Mm. And it was just always spending that quality time online. Together. Yeah. Because we're both like kind of homebodies. Okay. It helps a lot. So that works out. Imagine she's like, you you love partying, but she's a homebody. I think then that would be hard. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's important to be similar types of people. It mm. helps. It helps. I think that applies to non-LDR relationships too. Like even if you're together in the same space, in the same state, in the same neighborhood, where one person likes to party all the time and mm. the other person would just want to stay home, eventually they will form a disconnect. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's so true. So values at the end of the day is the most important, right? Having the same values. Yeah. Okay. I kind of want to go back to your song. I'm not over it okay. yet. <laughs> so yeah. So, so we were talking about his proposal and the proposal song, Life With You. Um, I went through your Instagram. I did a bit of a stalking mm. and I saw the music video and there's a story behind the music video. Yes. For our friends, our listeners who haven't actually checked it out. Guys, please check it out after this. Can you tell us about, there's this little note that you wrote at, in, in your carousel post about the music video. Like, do you mind sharing it with us? Yeah. Um, so this music video, uh, we wanted to put, we wanted to like do a twist. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people weren't happy about this video. A lot of people were just, cause the song is so beautiful and romantic, yeah. but the end of the music video, I'm a spoiler alert. It's, uh, it's, I, I can't say it's a really happy ending. Um, oh yeah. And I think that was a conscious choice because we didn't want just like a typical, like just love story, you know, like they've, people have seen that like a million times. It's true. Um, but sometimes real life doesn't always work out that way. And um, at the end of the video, so the music video is like me and I, I have this, this almost like this best friend. And- Is it Bay? Yeah. You know, Bay, shout out to Bay. Yeah, we out, love her. Shout yeah. out, she was amazing. It was yeah. so great to shoot with yeah. her. She's so professional. And yeah, and yeah I, and we became really good friends after shooting amazing. that day. Um, and- yeah, we, I think people in the video thought that I'm like going to be proposing to her and stuff. But actually, I'm just the best friend who's like 
there <gasps> the whole time. And it ends up with me watching her get married to somebody else. Oh. Um, so a lot of people weren't happy about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm angry so, now. I'm, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm angry. <laughs> oh man, I, I'm still sorry to to uh, everybody, but but there is a little glimpse of hope because at the end, when the whole crowd kind of fades away and everybody leaves, there's still me, and then there's this like shining light, kind of like that one right there, oh. and just looking up at the light is. I wanted to represent that there's still hope and that although this is not how my story ends, yeah. um, maybe my story is just beginning. Wow. I mean, it's true. Some relationship, as much as everyone loves it, they don't always work out. Mm. And it's sad now. But I guess, like you say, it, perhaps it's a beginning of a new story. Yeah. Um, everything happens for a reason, I feel. And sometimes a door closes so that another one can open. I know you are currently engaged, but may we get into some of your heartbreaks? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Ask consent first. Okay, little though. Beyonce not happy. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, what was your biggest heartbreak and what was that like? Because I feel like I'm asking this because so much of your songs are inspired by love. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious about your love stories. Without getting, we're not going to name names. We're just talking about the emotion experience. Yeah, wow, there have been so many. Really? Sadly. <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm laughing, but me too. <laughs> <laughs> because me too. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, it's okay, yeah, it's yeah. Okay. Um, all of those heartbreaks have have made us who we are today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, I I don't regret anything that's happened in the past. I yeah. think that. I've, I've learned so much and hopefully those, those partners of mine have also learned a lot as well. Mm -hmm. um, it, it really changes like that first one when I was 13. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you still remember it? Like yeah. it was yesterday. Yeah. Oh man. Those the way like you talk about it. I feel it's like, like it was traumatizing. <laughs> it was childhood, you know? <laughs> um, but it was, it was my best friend who had kind of, Stolen my <gasps> girlfriend. And, That's the worst. Oh man, I didn't think it would happen to me, but it did. At 13 though. At 13, It's kind of yeah. funny you think about it, right? But, yeah, but, but that's what helped kind of shaped what kind of music I liked because ah. that's when like emo music was popping. Wait. Yeah, so I was so just So you became an emo to, kid? Yeah, all the emo ballads. <laughs> I became super emo. I had the swooping hair. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, yeah, You yeah. need to send us a photo of that. Yeah, oh shoot. <laughs> um, it's up there somewhere. Wow. Um, but- yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm still really good friends with the guy. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Because I realized after so many years how silly I was to be upset. Yeah. Um, no longer speaking to the girl, <laughs> but <laughs> but the guy and I are still we're, friends. we're bros. Yeah, yeah okay, we're okay. tight. Okay, you know what they say, bros before H O H host. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Um, um. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> I've been waiting to use this, uh, uh, what do you call it? What do you call it? Analogy? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, acronym. 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 I've been waiting to drop this oh acronym in that context. I did it today. So good. Wow. wow. Bros before hose. <laughs> <laughs> Only took us four seasons, guys. That's all. Wow. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> distracted. Um, but yeah, heartbreaks are... are 
are hard. Yeah, the I, the more mature ones happen happen throughout the years, you know, and, and that that thirteen year old one is like one of the silly ones. Yeah, that you can laugh about. Yeah, you think back. Yeah, but there are some that just. Yeah, hurts. especially like long term relationships. Yeah, for um, sure. I think when they end, it it always uh, kind of like takes a part of you, mm. but at the same time, it it leaves a space to be filled with something new. That's that's what I hope happens for everybody. Yeah. I, I, I've been getting a lot of listeners writing in that, you know, they actually left a long-term relationship. And I'm talking about six, seven, eight years. Yeah. And sometimes I don't know what to tell them. Uh, you, you know, it's hard. Like, I don't have a song. I don't write songs. Like, mm-hmm. Sometimes when they come to you, I'm sure you get that too. It, how do, what do you it tell It happens them? more often then we would like to admit, yeah, a lot of our friends, they, they would be in such long-term relationships, um, broken engagements, and oh. it, you never think that it happens, but then as you, as you grow up, you realize that, oh, shoot, this is the real world. Unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. For those people, I just want to say, just, just uh, open up your heart and, and allow something new to come in. Um, because you never know something more amazing is, is right around the corner. I think a lot of people feel like their, their lives are over and like, how are we supposed to move on from this? But, but it, it really does happen. And in hindsight, you'll, um, you'll be thankful. Yeah. And hopefully they will also have the happy ending like you do with your yeah. fiance. Congratulations, oh. really. I'm so happy for you. Um, I hate to ask this because I'm sure you get this a lot, but when is the wedding? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm scared of that process. I know, like we were right? talking about it just now, like that that fairy tale grand yeah. thing. Um, I want to be able to do that, but the planning, like I heard, it it takes a long time and it's tough. Yeah. So as as a, I don't know, as a man in a relationship, like how much pressure are you holding on right now? Like, how does it? How, I, I've not actually talked to anyone who is like newly engaged and planning for a wedding, like on on the podcast. So like, I'm curious, how much work? you need to start doing is it harder than writing music <laughs> uh, I, I think it's harder <laughs> i think it's definitely harder because music comes naturally but this is like we i i want her to have an experience that she'll remember for the rest of her life Aww. and make sure it's documented hey yes no seriously uh yeah but uh the, the planning part is going to be tough and it needs to start now i heard it takes one year i have no idea i have friends who are like take two years Wow. Only because by the time it's a year, they're like, actually, no, wait, I need more time. Oh my so, gosh. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't know. Let's, let's, I haven't thought that far. Okay, you know what? I don't want to stress you out. So let's not <laughs> talk about that. I feel like he's, he's like so stressed out about it right now already. But <laughs> the pressure is real. Yeah, it's She's so right. real. She's it's so like, real. I, I want to do it, you know, but I don't know where to start. I but, just need some help. But you know what? At the same time, I feel like don't, don't let it stress you out. Hmm. Because she's yours. Wow. You're hers. Wow. That day is just going to be your day to remember forever, yes, but you've got a lifetime together. That's true. That's true. So don't stress yourself out. If you want, you can do another 10 year anniversary, another wedding. Well, why not? A lot of people do that. Mm. Did you see Donnie Yen recently? I he saw Donnie Yen and uh, the wife. Okay, what happened? They celebrated their 25th wedding anniversary or something. Ooh. Yeah, with their kids. 
Oh man, I, I think that's I, so cute. I, I got quite scared when you mentioned his name because I just saw him in person a few months ago, oh. and uh, it was at this festival, and his daughter was performing. Oh, and nobody knew that he was there. He was wearing a hat, but but I knew he was there. Oh, and I I'm scared because I was standing right there, and Same. and I got a tap on my shoulder, and it was his wife, and she was like, "Can you move?" Oh my god, <laughs> I was blocking Donnie Yen from watching the performance. And I was so scared he was gonna Wing Chun punch me, and uh, uh, yeah, thankfully he was nice about it. And I just like scurried away. Yeah. So no. I'm, I'm oh my god. I'm, I'm still afraid of of Mister <laughs> Yen. Please. Uh, if I'm you're listening to this, I mean, I would want to be tapped on the shoulder and asked to be moved away because I'm blocking Donnie Yen. I would <laughs> want to experience that. What the hell? Oh man, yeah. But his daughter was amazing, Jasmine. Yeah. She she yeah. really killed it. Yeah. Amazing. Anyway, yeah, so so funny I brought him up then. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So Bernard, hmm. I think we talked about love and everything. But I feel like right now you're really on that rising trajectory towards that big, big dream that you've been working towards. Hmm. I wow. know, I feel like I love it because I get to have this conversation with you right now at this point of your life. Because in the next 365 days, Lala Boy will be known by way more people. You'll be oh, a man. different, different, at a different level. So like right now, how does it feel to, to have your music recognized and getting millions of streams and from, from the days where, like you said, you only had 30 subscribers, like that rise to fame. Like, I feel like you're experiencing it right now. Oh, thank you, Maggie. Uh, I'm going to get emotional. Oh. Wow. Just, yeah, that's, it's a, uh, it's a crazy feeling. It's something that I've always hoped for. Mm. I've always wondered what my purpose is in, mm. in this world. And will I be able to kind of like leave this world a better place? And um, thankfully just from like, single dm saying that your song has helped me your song has has uh, healed me in this in this way it it reminds me like what i'm here for and i'm just yeah thankful for the opportunity you know i don't really like calling them fans what so call i them? call them fam fam that's um, right you're yeah. a fam and because we're like there for each other, you know. I think some some musicians will say that oh, I make music to to heal others, mm -hmm. and the truth is that I'm not really like that. I'm I'm half half mm -hmm. because sometimes I release music to heal myself too, and to know that somebody out there can connect with this song that means that is like from my heart. It just shows that um, I'm not alone, and hopefully they know that they're not alone as well. So it's really this like give and take and and we form this community. So it really does feel like family in a way. Mm. But just to be able to keep releasing music and and doing this on a bigger and bigger scale, like that's my dream. And and you're really getting there. This year you're playing for Sonic Bang. Yeah, we, we did festivals this year. Yeah. I did Sonic Bang. I, I did Good Vibes yeah. as well. I was one of the, the fortunate few. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. To... I was there. You were there? On first day. Oh. Oh, so angry, I tell you. That so guy, you saw the whole thing go everything. down. Everything. I saw it happening and literally, if you guys know, you know Lake. Yeah. Can we talk about it? Is it that like, will we get into trouble? No, I don't think so. 
it's viral anyway. We can talk about we it. We can talk about it. I was so angry. I know. Because I was looking for it to day two, but you played it on day one. Yeah, but day two and day three getting canceled was just such so a- So sad. It was so shocking. Like I'm sure you have friends that are supposed to play who are supposed yeah, to play. Yeah, yeah. A lot of kinda- uh, local musicians, you know, like um, that sadly had to like cancel their, their sets. And I felt so bad for them because I was one of the few to, I think I was like the second- performer of the oh, whole man. festival on day one. Wow, lucky you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really fortunate. It was so nice, right? It was amazing. It Honestly, was amazing, this year yeah. they did such a fantastic job. That's why it just, it, it got cut way too short. and Too short. I wish his act was on the last day and the last act. I, oh, hey. gosh. I had, I had friends as well, family flying in just to yeah. watch. Um, so thankfully I had the chance to, to do my thing. Cause if not, they would have flown in for like, for Aww. nothing, but, but yeah, shout out to, to my, my local artist friends who didn't get that, that shot. I really hope that, you know, next year something big will happen and they get Oops. a chance to, to show what they got. I mean, the music scene in Malaysia, sometimes it's so unfortunate because we are, we have so much restrictions, right? And uh, for this to happen to Good Vibes, one of our biggest, mm-hmm. honestly, as a festival goer, I'm I'm heartbroken for for the organizers. Yeah. I mean, they worked so hard. I think right. it was their 10th anniversary. 10th anniversary, yeah, yeah. I went to all 10, you know. <gasps> I've not stopped. The first one ever, I think I remember it was in Sepang. Was it Ellie Golding performing? I remember because I was in radio. So like I got free pass. I'm like, okay, let's see what this, this Good Vibes thing all about. And I see it grow bigger and bigger year after year. And on their biggest year yet, the best year yet, like in my opinion, I, I love the layout. Yeah. This um, Was it this year? Sorry, it felt like yesterday, uh, last year. This yeah, year, right? it was just this the year. The layout was one of the best, I mm. feel. We had that huge Ferris wheel. Yep. Such a beautiful view to like watch the performers and still listen to the music and be part of the festival. But I said, anyway, I'm I, glad. I went up there, up oh, the Ferris yeah, wheel, so and nice. I saw the whole place. What it was dream. so beautiful. Exactly. And, uh, I, I feel bad for the food vendors as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Imagine they had to buy all the stocks of yeah. food. Yeah, but I think the people came together that weekend. Um, they managed to still sell out the ingredients that were supposed to be used for day two and Beautiful. day three. Um, I think that's the thing about the Malaysian spirit, right? Like, we really come together when we need that help. I think that's what that's I noticed. What I, that's what I'm so proud about being a Malaysian. There are people we cannot rely on. I'm not going to mention who, you know, but. When we come together, we make shit happen. Let me tell you that. Whoa. Yeah. That's why I, I saw everybody band together. And yes. Like, and just, it, they, it, it was so inspiring. Yeah. They had pop-ups all over KL. Like all the vendors that were supposed to be at GVF. Uh, they had random pop-ups and everyone went to support. And they sold out. Oh my gosh. So thank goodness. There, yeah. was, a, there was a private party that night um, where- all of the musicians, the artists like came together. Really? And just everybody was saying, everything's going to be okay, guys. We're, we're still in this together. Let's just have fun tonight and and wait for a, a new day tomorrow. Yeah. And I was like, man, Malaysian music industry is amazing. Yeah. We just aren't given the right platform to really propel the talents further, unfortunately. But I hope... In the years to come, they will be able to, you know, I mean, look at Yuna, our pride. Mm-hmm. I mean, we love her and so many others. So, so many talented musicians. Um, but of course, today we're talking about you, Lullaboy. Um, So what's next for you? 
I've got some fan question asking if you're going to oh. be doing a, a tour. Yeah, I, well, the two times that I've performed in Malaysia, the first one was like this private showcase. And ah. it, was, it was such a nice chance to get to know some of the fans intimately. And it was like an acoustic set and it, it was so beautiful. And then the next time was good vibes. Yes. Um, so I'm planning that the third time will be something big and we'll actually get to have like a, a nice concert. Um, maybe I can even invite some friends up on stage too and just perform together. Yeah. So that's one of my goals for, oh, wow. for 2024. Oh, crazy to say. Yeah. I know. I, um, I feel like, I feel like I'm still stuck in 2020, 2020. because COVID like took away two years of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I always say like, we're, we're two years younger than we actually are. Same. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm still in my twenties guys. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, a concert eventually. Yeah, I would love to do performances and just do more festivals next year. Mm. Um, and I have more songs to release. There's a what? lot of songs that are in the works. Love songs? Love songs, <gasps> uh, different shades of love always. Oh, okay. Um, and- We need a breakup song. Yeah, yeah. It's I, like breakup season for a lot of people. There's There's been, a, I've been getting some fan requests saying like, when are you gonna release a sad song? <laughs> Like, oh, I have them. I have them. Don't, don't worry. You know. Is it hard to come up with a sad love song? Because you need to really get into it. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I wrote a lot of those songs in the tough moments. Right. So it's like in your bank. It's in my bank. Yeah. And writing songs is, is kind of like taking a photograph for me. Oh. So where you would look at old photos. Um, sometimes I would just listen to my old demos and it'll, it'll take me back to those times. And um, those songs will always be there. And I feel like it's time to release them now and share them with the world. Um, there, there are other ways though that sa sad songs can come out. And the one that I'm really, like I've been dying for this song to be released is it's about the story that my fiance told me about her ex and her relationship. And so I wrote it from her perspective. And so sometimes sad songs don't, don't necessarily have to be my own experiences, but I hope that they can help other people. I think we're coming to a close, are we? Wow. I mean, time flew by just like that. So fast. I'm sad. I know. Don't worry. We'll hang out later tonight. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, so, so context tonight, there's a party that I'm hosting and he will be there with the team. So we'll be partying tonight. But right now I always end the podcast with three um, questions. Okay. Okay. Um, the first question is, what are you currently head over heels for? Ooh, what a, that's such a good question. But um, a hot one for a lot of people. <laughs> what am I head over heels for? Um, I, I, I really, I really like this restaurant called Oriental. I knew it. And my team is going to kill me because I always request for it. Um, Wait, what do they like Chinese food? It's the, they have it every Oriental coffee. Oh, you know what? I can never get there because the queue is always so what? long. Yeah, they have the egg tarts and uh, they have the, the whole menu is just all Malaysian food. And so I've, I've been traveling so much. I've been to recently Phuket, mm -hmm. Taiwan and Singapore, Indonesia, uh -huh. that I'm just waiting for so long for good Malaysian food. So that's what I'm head over heels for. I love it. I love it. Okay, so funny because like a lot of our guests, sometimes either they go with food or they go with something really deep. 
But anyway, I love that today yours is food. I love it. <laughs> the next one. What's the best or worst advice you've ever received? Mm, the best advice that I've received is be ready for when it's your turn. I think that everybody in life gets opportunities to to shine and to take that shot. But if you're not ready, then that is just the opportunity is just going to pass you by. Um, so if we're just prepared for anything, someday something's going to click. Love that. So have faith, keep believing, and watch what happens. Love that. You're going to have to replay that and digest that. Last one. Three words or sentences to describe your life right now. Easy but tough. <laughs> okay, the reason why it's tough is because I realize I'm in a mid-midlife crisis. Huh? So I, uh, I just turned 28. Okay. And there's like a, this period between 25 and 30, which is 27.5, right guys? <laughs> we're mathing, we're mathing. Yes. And so I was 27.5 and I was like, why am I being so emo and having all these introspective thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. I realized, oh, it's because I'm turning 28. And now I'm in the second half of the mid-midlife crisis. So um, <laughs> let's do that. My three words, mid, no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mid, mid. Mid, mid, mid crisis. Mid, mid crisis. Mid, mid crisis. Oh, yeah. But all I'm going <laughs> to say is, I think I experienced that as well. Mm. But as soon as I turned 30, but that, that, that transition from 29.9 .9 to 30 was scary as hell. Like I was freaking the hell out. 29.9, that, that final hour before oh your birthday gosh. when you turn 30. But I tell you, your 30s will be the best years of your life. Oh, that is super inspiring to hear. Wow. I'll tell nice. you that much. Only if you worked hard in your 20s. But if you're in your mm -hmm. 20s, you've been slacking that I cannot apply that to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you know if you've actually been putting in the work. In your 30s is when you really see the fruits of your labor. Is it because you you know yourself better and like Absolutely. You, you're more free in a way? Uh, also because I guess, you know, you have some spending power finally. Uh -huh. We're no longer like 19 or 21 where I'm broke as hell all the time. <laughs> That's one. Second of all, you have more clarity in life because mm. in your 20s is when, I mean, I talk like I'm old, very old, but I'm still in my very early 30s. Mm -hmm. 31, don't worry guys, I'm not old. But anyway, honestly, having said that, sometimes I still struggle about being in my 30s because I feel like in society, it's deemed old. Like, oh my gosh, you're expiring soon. So I do have that fear at the back of my head, but I'm trying to really break that away and own my age as I grow. Makes wow. Sense. But that 29.9, I can't wait for you to experience it. I, I really needed this because of, you know, the, the state that I'm mm -hmm. in right now, this, this whole reflective state. Yeah. So thank you for um, that encouragement. 27.5, yeah. 29.9. <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> It's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. But that's it's the coming. thing. Like we, we all have to, we all have to grow old, which, which sucks, yeah. but we never have to grow up. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, 
the whole reasons why I decided to be Lala Boy. I love it. It's just to always um, maintain that hopeful kind of uh, attitude, that outlook towards love and life. Yeah. To just never forget what it's like to be a kid. Does it, did it come from the word lullaby? Yeah, like lullaby like boy. That, that, that we listened to when we were a kid. Yeah, and it, it gives you comfort. You know, yeah. it, it gives you yeah. some sense of belonging when you're a kid. And, and I hope that people will always feel that way mm -hmm. um, from my music, from all the work that you do. Yeah. It's amazing podcasts and everything else. Um, yeah, never forget that it's okay to not grow up. Yeah, I don't have to grow up. I don't want to grow up ever. But anyway, I guess, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys had fun getting to know Lullaboy, uh, Bernard Dinata. I love your real name, though. Oh, is it? Hey, you don't nice, think it la? sounds like an old man? No, oh, okay. it's like classic, classy, <laughs> classic. so nice. Yeah. She, she knows the right words yeah, to say. Yeah. Wow, thank you so much. No, of course. But yeah, thanks for you know coming all the way here from straight from the airport. I'm sure you're really tired. So have some rest after this. Um, but yeah, for those of you listening, I hope you guys can go check out his music because trust me, you're going to love it. I, I, it's been on repeat on my Spotify list and don't forget to fall head over heels for yourself first and always and we'll see you guys next time. I know what it feels like going to the gym and feel completely clueless and intimidated. I was once there. That's why I started Motion Lab. We're a fitness studio that focuses on small group classes and personal training. Our goal is simple, to help you move better so you can live better. Start your first class for only 49 ringgit today. For more info, go to www.motionlab.live or check us out on IG at MotionLabMY. It's MotionLabMY.